0: An interview process is a two-way street. The employee should be interviewing the employer just as much as the employer is, in, is interviewing that employee. We're going to have to work together for effectively spending 30% of our lives together. We need to know that we want to be working and being around these people. It's a real relationship.
1: Welcome to the Inspire Podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Egnall, President and CEO of The Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word? Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. My guest on today's episode of the Inspire podcast joins me from Texas. His name is Craig Taylor. He is CEO of Iapetus Holdings. It's an energy services company. I'll get him to give you the, the insights into the many operating companies they have within Iapetus. But Craig joins me because um, he's really taken a, a unique approach to having the voice of, Of the company, heard in what is one of the most competitive labor markets there is, and not only a competitive labor market with unemployment at you know record lows, but also one fraught with difficult decisions to navigate. Do you have people in the office? Do you not? Do you? uh, How do you retain people? How do you engage people of all ages? How do you merge you know different generations? And these challenges are are not unique to big companies. You know, Craig Craig's company is by no means a startup, but it's not a you know a, a behemoth competing with, you know, large publicly traded companies for talent. So I think the what he's done and the journey that he and his leadership team have been on to get this advantage in how they recruit and attract is really worth talking about for this moment in time that we're in. So Craig, welcome to the Inspire podcast.
0: Uh thanks, Bart. Great to great to be on. Great to speak with you, especially about these topics. I mean these topics are such hot topics of today. Um, and what's, what makes it even more interesting is, I think, kind of where we may be headed, uh, where we are headed, um, you know, from just an, an overall economic uh, place. Uh, if you're seeing things that are happening now in, uh, in Europe with consumer spending, and I think that's going to be happening uh, in, the, in the U.S. as well. So all of these things are affecting, will ultimately affect the labor market. Will therefore affect employers and obviously employees. And, and as kind of money, a lot of a lot of the stimulus money that was handed out the, for the through the pandemic, that money is clearly starting to uh, starting to evaporate. And so, how that will affect things like you know employers saying who most employers that I speak with want they, want their people back in the office. Most people are really leaning toward not coming back into the office. But that labor market has been so incredibly competitive that, you know, the employee has been in a position to make pretty much any demand they've wanted to, regardless of whether or not it was actually not just, and I don't mean, you know, good just for the employer. The fact is, is that when you look at employees and employers, this relationship, you know, if you're, if you're a full-time working uh, person, you spend at least eight hours a day at your job. There's only twenty-four mm-hmm. hours. There's only twenty-four hours in a day. I think people forget that. That's thirty-three percent of your life. Right. And the need to have a good relationship with so much of your. I mean, like think of, a healthy human should sleep eight hours,
2: <laughs> right? I sleep. And, uh, and, and work,
0: I mean, there's only eight hours left for family, friends, health, I mean- And commuting,
1: you know, and commuting. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so I, th- I think you've, you've touched on just a whole host of the challenges that employers are facing. And I know you, you come at it from the employer perspective and we'll, we'll dig into them. You know, how do you, what is the future, well, the present, but what is the future of in office, hybrid or out of office, work from anywhere? How do you attract yeah. people? at the time yeah. when as you said the power has shifted histor- which is yeah. always historically with the employer now to the employee and yeah. what is th- how is this moment in time going to change and so i think you know you you and your company the reason why i wanted to have you on was have, have done some really intentional things around how you attract, retain people, and evolve in this, but we'll, we'll dig into those. But let's just step back for a moment and and let's talk about you for a minute, because <laughs> I know you you've been uh, you've built this company from from humble beginnings. So give me the like the two minute story of how your company came to be, and then that moment when you realized that uh, culture was not just something, focus on people is not just something that kind of happened in the background, but you really had to own.
0: It was very interesting. The first seven employees, we all sat basically at the same table. We all were sitting in the same room. Mm -hmm. We all went to lunch. We all ate lunch together. We all socialized. Everybody knew everything that was going on in one another's lives. You know, somebody's you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever it was, or there was something, somebody, you know, got injured or whatever. We were, it was really, really tight. It was a really tight unit. And as we started to, to grow and it was right around, I would tell you it was right around the 25 employee mm-hmm. mark where I realized and I was late. And let me just say that I was late in the recognition I still thought it was just like it was when we mm. were seven. In reality, organizations change after, you know, large, once you have 10, past 10, it's anything. I, don't, I think the magic number is actually seven, but mm-hmm. 10, it's still a cohesive unit. Once you start going over 10, it splits, it mm-hmm. splinters into separate pods. And so, what happened now? For I noticed it at around twenty-five, and I just happened. What happened was I walked into the office one day and I overheard uh, a couple of folks talking, and they were talking about something, and I had no idea. I was like, "Wow, when when did all this happen? What what? How removed can I possibly be?" And as that started happening, I also started noticing that people started. A, they were leaving the company. B, you know, I've been my whole life. I was always a very gregarious person, had lots of friends, and everyone was my friend. At the right. company.
1: <laughs> or, so or so you thought. <laughs> yeah, or so, <you> <laughs> so you thought. so
0: you thought. So you thought. So you thought. So you know who's coming? You know, when you could when you know you start out a, a business. I'm doing the hiring. People actually wanted to come work with me. And what I started to what I then realized was wow there are some people that don't like me very much <laughs> and they're leaving because of me and the organization and how blind have I allowed myself to be thinking that everything, it, it, things change and to not, and, 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 and re- that was, it was a really, really almost, it was a rude awakening. I mean, I'm glad that I woke up, but it was, it was, it really smacked me in the face because you, you know, you sit there, I mean, unless you're a sociopath, you're, you're trying to do the best for everyone. Everybody likes to be liked. And, and you don't start a company to have everybody quit or have a shit a, a situation. You know, you want this to be a positive thing and to find out that it was really having a, a negative
1: impact. That's really resonated with me. You know, I kind of went through the same thing from a couple people up until, you know, 20 plus, and then you, you realize the change. So now, then, of course, that causes you to adapt. And yeah. talk to me about in the years after, because how many people do you have today across the whole Iopetus?
0: Uh We're uh, four to five hundred people.
1: OK, so going from twenty five to four to five hundred, you know, you've obviously made some significant changes yeah. so that you can bring people in, you can keep them here. Um, what would you say the two biggest things since that moment you and your leadership team have intentionally done to drive that growth and retention of people?
0: has been a focus on culture. Absolutely unequivocally a focus on culture has been really the, the driving thing and and part of that that is communication, right? We did not for a <laughs> Up until about two years ago, and this is you know the, the first company
2: was started in 2006. Mm-hmm. So up until two years ago, we
0: really didn't do we didn't we didn't have a communications officer, we didn't have a marketing officer, and uh, you know it, those things have a huge impact mm-hmm. on how people feel internally. But the, the the focus on culture that has had such a dramatic effect. On every part of the organization, and when I say that I mean from the profitability to the happiness of people to to how well we work together and and, and it was really a, a matter of cultural fit
1: and so what, yeah and so what, when you say you focused on culture, yes. tell me tangibly what does that mean? what were you doing what or what did you start or stop doing yes. in that way
0: so First of all, from a hiring perspective, stopped hiring someone for the sole basis that that person could generate more revenue or profit for the company, which was initially the only focus, right, was, hey, this person will make more money, so therefore they should be here. That is not the case, and have focused and shifted to whether or not this person it's our culture. Do, will we, will we work together collaboratively Mm -hmm. in a positive manner? Because as you know, things are not always smooth. There are, there are times where there are tough things that are happening. Mm -hmm. You you, you look at the the pandemic as an example, right? And this was something that no one could predict Mm -hmm. and no one had a roadmap for it had not happened before. So how do you deal? And, and having focusing on cultural fit at the hiring mm-hmm. level has really given us the opportunity to be working with people who have. And diversity is a huge part of our, of our, our culture, but it is it is not just diversity of of race, religion, sexual orientation, gender. It is diversity of mindset. Right, we want people that have different perspectives. It, uh, and and opening that up, transparency, and checking your ego at the door, and everyone coming in, and their 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 voice being heard and listened to, and we sit and we make. Oh, so many decisions are made by committee. It's very strange, you know. For me, you know, we have a very flat organization, but it's also it can be very strange for me when. So, well, you're the CEO. I said, well, it's, just, it's true, but I would tell you we have, we have 30, 40 CEOs. Everyone in their position is effectively, I can't do their job. I, I wouldn't know how to do their job, right? They are without question the CEO of what it is they're doing, and they are, are, they are the expert there. And I think focusing, giving, empowering people in that way, letting them know that their voice is, is heard and valued and that we will all – Discuss things by committee, and, and most importantly, again, going back to the cultural fit and hiring from that perspective. Because the reality is, if you don't have cultural fit with someone, then then you're then then no no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to right. work collaboratively. They won't hear. The you know they won't feel that you're listening even if you are listening and so so when we sit down with people when I sit down with people one of the things that I really try to impress upon them is that an interview an interview process should, is a two-way street and the employee the employee should be interviewing the employer just as much as the employer is in, is interviewing that employee we're going to have to work together mm-hmm. for, for to be effectively spending 30 percent of our lives together Mm -hmm. we need to know that we want to be working and being around these people it's a real relationship and so focusing on that has really made a a drastic a draft, the difference and and where i saw most of and the immediate um, acceleration
1: yeah and i I think that makes a lot of sense so you you know you kind of put this effort in you define the culture you wanted you were intentional about communicating you drove hiring you drove kind of how you operated and you and you grew then you know and, and i think a lot of companies you know and a lot of leaders listening would say all right you know i've i've done those things you know we have a clear set of cultural norms we have, and yet then the pandemic comes and suddenly and then the great recession comes and suddenly yeah. you know recruitment retention yeah. Yeah. deciding whether to go back to work so let me just fire some quick questions to see what you were dealing with. you know you can just kind of give me your your one liner answer. Did sure. you decide to have your your staff return to work p- fully, partially or not at all following the the early days of the pandemic? Uh,
0: partially uh, early days So I mean, we were not at all until really things kind of had flattened out. yeah, but now yeah, partially, partially. okay. And we'll be partial
1: going forward. Okay. Did you experience the great resignation?
0: <laughs> you know, we, we, we have had a couple, but no, not really. Not really. Uh, you know, I think we have been fortunate enough, I think, again, to have a culture where people are happy to be here. So you know? your, re- your
1: retention rates didn't change dramatically in the... Oh. It really did not. It okay. really
0: didn't.
1: Okay, we're going to dig into this in a moment, but I just want to ask a couple other things. Has it been harder to recruit people. Your retention's been great. But almost, has, <laughs> almost impossible. <laughs> almost impossible.
0: I mean, Bart, let me give you... I know yeah, yeah. Is a, one, a one word. Do you mind if I just no, say... No, let's hear it. Give me, give
1: me the story. Let's hear it.
0: We um, literally, we had gone through an interview process with someone, had made an offer. They had accepted... <laughs> They were supposed to start on Monday, on Friday, they emailed to say they had gotten an offer somewhere else. And that they, and, and you know, it was, it has been so
2: incredibly
0: challenging to hire. It really has. And that was, you know, that was uh, that was the company that we lost out to. We didn't even know that they were looking at the, the person was looking at other opportunities and took, I think it was like a, Literally a I, I believe it was like a twenty five percent increase from what we were offering. And we, we have we've hired consultants to tell us that we're, that our compensation packages are you know you know top wow. seventy-five <laughs> percent. So we so we were offering a very competitive and when this happened I asked our HR, I said, Hey, like are we just low? Or what is going on here? And they said, "No, this is just what is happening in this marketplace right now." It went with uh, this person went to a big, uh, one of the big four accounting firms, and they literally were paying twenty five percent. Remarkable. I mean, it was. Fun. I was like, "Well, how can we? We can't compete." I mean, uh, you know. So, so know how many enough.
1: how many open positions do you have right now?
0: You know, I would have to ask HR, but we have, we have, we have plenty. I mean, there's, we're always, we're always hiring. We'll, I, I would we'll put surprised. a link,
1: we'll put a link to your job postings in the bottom. Right. Poll- <laughs> yeah. By all means, by uh, all means. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so thanks for kind of tolerating my, uh, my rapid fire survey, you know, because I think it speaks to both why we're having this conversation and what you're, what you're doing well and why the challenges you're facing. So, you know, what I'm hearing is, you know, because of the work that you've done on culture, you've been able to keep people. You yes. You've chosen to go hybrid. We can dig into that. And and yet it's still hard to get people in the door. So let's Brilliant. let's start really talking about retention, because I think a lot of people worry about keeping their people. I mean, obviously, it's hard to hire, but keeping is also a challenge. What to what do you attribute your ability to retain, and what advice would you have to people listening on the easiest ways, without and just giving people twenty percent raises, the easiest ways to retain their people.
0: The easiest way, and uh, you know, look, I, I can't can never say it's easy. It's, it's so it's so specific to you know organizations, right? Mm-hmm,
2: if
0: you're mm-hmm. and you have two hundred fifty thousand employees, this is going to be a much harder harder thing to do. I don't believe that throwing money at it is not the answer. It really is not. Um, I would, I would strongly encourage any leader out there and I don't care where they are in the organization. If you are a leader within that organization, then then within your small unit or large Mm -hmm. unit, focus on culture, talk
1: to your people. And what should you ask them when you go talk to your people? What should you be asking them tomorrow? you might not already be asking
0: are you happy Hmm. what would what would it take to hire you away Hmm. are you you know what would you like to see what you know and 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 to be open right and it's it's hard the hardest thing is i would tell you that the hardest thing is to get people to a place where they feel safe that they can speak openly Hmm. so if you If you can get to a place where, you know, the people that you work with will speak to you in a transparent way, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that starts with leadership. You have to be, you know, we have to be willing to be open and and be transparent. If you want transparency, you have to give it. And that really helps, you know, being able to, to talk to people openly, right? About, Hey, how are, how are things going? Where are you frustrated? What do you think would make us a stronger organization? Right. And, and recognizing that you're not going to be able to make every single individual happy, but you Mm -hmm. very, you will very quickly start to hear trends. And sometimes Mm -hmm. there are things, you know, we, we have heard, for within our own organization, one of the things that would make us, make our people happier is if we had a more robust health health care, health insurance, health benefits. Mm-hmm. Now, health benefits. Now, what we have, uh, we, pay, we pay 50%. And this is something that, you know, I think a lot of smaller companies struggle with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, have larger companies. We're just not there where we can, we just can't afford to pay 100% of everyone's medical. Mm-hmm. We just can't. And so you have to have, you know, Now we, we try to offset that with performance bonuses and, and these kinds of things. And, and we do have a, a 401k contribution, but ultimately we have heard that and, 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 and we've gone back. And the thing is, so we'll have town halls, right? And, and employee appreciation days. And we have a very open conversation. People can ask any question they want mm-hmm. and through And we say, hey, listen, these are the things that you guys have said you wanted. Here are the things that we can do. Here are the things that we can't do and why, right? And so I think that really, it really helps people to understand and feel valued, Hmm. right? And that makes people want to be there. I mean, we have so many people, even though nothing's perfect, that this was one of the things people said, look, we would, we'd like to talk better, you know, a more robust healthcare, you know benefit right and sitting down and saying this is why we can't because the numbers just won't we we keep doing just being willing
1: to have that conversation
0: being willing to and i'll tell you these same people we just had an employee appreciation day out in california last month we've got another one in uh in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you people were not only coming it wasn't you know to me it was it was to our head of hr it was to marketing it was they were coming up to be able to say this is the best company that I've
1: ever worked for so what, I, what I'm hearing I think it's it's really valuable to your point even if you're a, in a big company you can do this for a division for your team first it's not about the money you're not you know throwing money is not going to do it secondly you've got to really create that safe space where people can tell you what's going on and third yeah. you got to be willing to kind of take the punches right To have people tell you what's yeah. wrong like I love your questions yeah. like what would it take for someone to recruit you away from us? <laughs> You know, right. and, and then to to not just feel defensive if that if they say something that you can't give, but to right. really have that conversation and to take them inside. And uh, so does that kind of capture what you what you and your team are doing day in and day out?
0: It, yes, and it does. And, and I'll tell you, the willingness to have that conversation and to and and to say, hey, this is why we can't do this right mm-hmm. now. Yet here we will be able to feel valued. And that goes so much farther than some. Than, than with most. Then you know. Okay. You, you know what? Here's a. You know what? You have a full 100% uh, health care package over here, mm-hmm. and maybe you need five or 10% more from a comp perspective. Mm-hmm. But they. But you are just a number. People don't want. Yeah, to
1: feel no like one a, wants to have that conversation with you. Yeah. No. So so let let's switch to. So that that explains. You know. Obviously, we go. You know. Do a whole podcast on how you've. Sure create this culture and cat ca- people. I think the, the other big question we want to tackle, which is, all right, so you're hiring, <laughs> you you don't have and you know, you're, as you said, your employees, you know, they're in those meetings, they're in those town halls, they're having, they build the trust. They understand this is, I am more than the number here. So I'll stay, Yeah. but now you go to the market. It's virtual. You don't meet people in person. They can't get that feel. And they're looking at the number there. As you said, someone's like, Hey, you know, EY is going to offer me 20% more. I'm gone. <laughs> so, how, so how do you recruit and how are you trying as a company to recruit in the face of that market where some of the advantages that you've built internally don't easily translate?
0: Sure. Great question. And, and what I would say is, is, is that we continue. But first of all, our interview process is not is, is a lengthy one when I say lengthy, I mean, you're meeting with a minimum of five, if not 10 people from across the organization. So we'll have people that let's say you know, we have a number of different operating companies. And so we'll have people from different operating companies, interview people for, you know, for a role that they're not ever going to even be working in the same company with. And, and, and in keeping that process, a two way street and really encouraging the interviewee to interviewing us, hmm. it gives them, it does in fact give them a good idea of whether or not this is a place that they can be comfortable and happy. And that is, so, so are, we really focus on that. We've all, uh, we've, we've also, you know, taken on a new kind of uh, endeavor of external communications podcast, having this conversation. Yeah,
1: here with- we are. <laughs>
0: These things, because people, you know, look, the age of information, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if people, if people don't, they, they, they look you up. They want to know they're going to go on Google or they're going to go on the internet and find out what your company is and what you guys stand for. And, hey, can they find anything on the CEO? Is have, Has there been a podcast? Can I, do these people talk the language mm-hmm. that printed on their website, Right. What are they involved with in the community? Those two things really, you know, the, the, the external communication. You know, you've got to, you've really got to try to build yourself a brand that people can at least, if they're going to look for you, if they're going to look up on you, they can identify who you are, right? Because right. when you're competing with the Ernst & Youngs or the Goldman Sachs, these brands have long been established. They're huge organizations. You don't have a brand, you're building a brand, right. but in, in building that brand, yeah, you, you know, you got to you got to have, you got to get out there, put yourself out there and let people know who you are. So that has been a big push.
1: You're getting out there, you're creating this brand, as you said, you know, it's almost like, to me, it's like a way for people to experience, like being in one of your town halls without being in the town hall. Now. So that's that's one thing. Now, the second thing is, you know, there is a push. Let's uh, let's get back to one of the questions we started talking about. You know, this question over return to work, return to premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're recording this in in late August. Um, yeah. I- I'm here in Canada. Uh, the biggest company by market cap in Canada, RBC um, yeah. also happens to be one of our clients. Their CEO just announced, hey, we want you to come back to the office more. Not quite clear on how much. Or yeah. or prescriptive, but hey, we feel we're losing we're losing something if we're not there. I think earlier yeah. this month, Apple announced that it wanted its employees back three days a week. Um, there have been yeah. attempts to go back before from many companies. I think Goldman, you mentioned, was one of the first to push. Two questions for you: First, is it for real this time? And second, will it ultimately be viewed by employees as a benefit or as a negative? When you are seeking to recruit for that workplace,
0: okay. So I do think that it will be permanent this time, but I think that that then leads us into why, and I think that the economy is starting to shift. Okay. Um, and I think that that is going that, that is going to make the job market, you, you know, uh, more competitive from the employee perspective. You know, you are starting to see a number of layoffs that a mm-hmm. lot of these big companies. PayPal let go a ton of people. Twitter, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the tech companies have let go. I don't mean to, you know, call out PayPal. It's not nothing personal. They, there's, there a lot of these companies are not hiring the same number mm-hmm. of people that they time. We have, uh, I know two young young people who, uh, who are in their last year at MIT, and they were both set to go to tech companies. They had offers in hand, and those offers were rescinded because they're just not hiring as many people. I've spoken to people on the the investment banking side, and where bonuses and compensation was X last year, it is going to be less this year, and they are going to hire fewer. Hmm. So people are feeling that pinch, and I think that then drives a bit more competition, and so it it helps with some some level of, of reasonableness. I think that what you're seeing, so I do think that it will be permanent. Okay, and I, and I think that ultimately, I do think that people will see it as a good thing. I mm-hmm. don't think that we will ever go back to a full-time, uh, people that want to certainly can. We have mm-hmm. people that want to be in office five days a week. I, mm-hmm. I, I think companies really like that. Um, I know we do. But I do think that some level of hybrid will always be, look, the reality is, is that as terrible as the pandemic was, it did open our eyes to some things that make life a little better for Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, uh, and I, you know, Zoom and Teams and these teleconferencing technologies have gotten really good. And And, you know, it really does help people to be able to not have to come into the office one or two days a week. Um, And it just depends on the company and it depends on the the culture. But I also believe, I truly believe the reason why the employee will ultimately think this is a good thing is, you know what? Again, it's eight hours of your life a day, Hmm. right? 33% of your life with this organization and it is challenging to have any cultural connection if you're never around people. You, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing is, is that you, what, what so many people I think end up missing is how the, the benefit, how helpful it is to be in the office. You know, when you're, especially if you're a new
2: employee mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. you don't know political shifting you don't know and forget about that you don't even know where some you know the the, the tps report is
1: right? <laughs> the cover sheet yeah. on your tps report
0: right exactly
1: i feel like and, we're both and, old enough to get still get that joke and we're referencing <laughs> office space the movie if you <laughs> haven't really seen exactly. it you need to <laughs> right if you haven't seen office you've space, got
0: you to gotta see. yeah <laughs> uh, but but, right, they don't know where that is. And, okay, so now do they have to write an email? Do they have to go dig too far? As opposed to if you, were, if you were just right there in the office, just somebody sitting right next to you or in the office next door to you, you just go, hey, where are those things, right? right. And, you know, y- y- you know, the, 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 the things that really do affect people's, you know, especially young people's, you know, employment and their advancement, so much of it. Mm-hmm. Do with the connections that they make. I mean, I, I can yeah. tell you, I, I still have people that I rely on that I have in my life, not just as a social, but in professional from from jobs I had yeah,
1: from that that early career.
0: That's right. And if you don't, if you're never working around these people and you have no relationship with them, then guess what? You are missing that.
1: So let me ask. Let me just ask you then, Craig. Okay. So we've got from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. Here's your pitch. You're you're gonna. You're going to come to Iapetus and Iapetus. You're going to have a voice. You're not going to be a cog. You're going to be heard. So that's one pitch. You're going to have, what I'm hearing, is hybrid work with some flexibility. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And you're going to have competitive, but not the top of the market comp. What else does it take to get someone to sign? (laughs) You know, when you look at at a, a company you mentioned the the professional services firms, you know, the banks who are saying, Hey, we're going to pay you more. Yep. Were they may not say you have a voice, but they're going to say you're going to have somewhat hybrid work environment. And by the way, you're going to have bigger career development opportunities, bigger brand. What is it going to take for you and for everyone listening to clinch these hires when you don't have that brand and perhaps not the compensation?
0: Uh, I, I stand firmly behind cultural fit. Mm -hmm. End of the day, you need to ask yourself, do you fit in over at uh, big four? Mm. Do, it, does, does that work for you? Because every single day that you go to work, you don't want to feel like you don't matter. You don't want to feel like you don't have value. You want to be a part. more. I feel like more than ever, people want to feel like they are part of something. Mm-hmm. And we're better to feel that than in the organization that you're spending 33% of your life
1: and where you actually could have a voice
0: and where you actually have a voice and your voice is listened to and you make a difference you matter Mm. right i I think you look up and down the chain and i'll stop calling out the big banks by name or, or or the big accounting firms or consulting firms but the reality is up and down the chain and i don't care where it is the reality is you can remove CEO from any fortune, maybe not Jamie Diamond, but any other right. um, and guess what? Does anything really happen? No. And you can exchange any person in that cog from CEO all the way down, and nothing really matters because mm-hmm. that machine works on its own. You're just a spoke on the wheel. Mm-hmm. At, at an organization like ours, where you, you do matter. You are a it is it is a significant effect and impact on our company, our clients, and our culture, when someone leaves it or when we bring right. someone and I think I think letting people know that and when they really understand that and 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 value that, then those are the people that join, and those are the people that sign, and frankly, those are the people that you want
1: I love it. And that- and I love it fits with everything from your interview process to how you're encouraging people to interview you, how you're bringing in members of the team. It really is about for the person who's going to fit, they're going to thrive. And I think you know right. when you look at people leaving jobs, it's not the money <laughs> back to the point you made earlier. Don't just throw more money at people. Get clear. You know, what I'm taking away is even even though the world has changed dramatically, if you can get clear on your culture, communicate it intentionally through the hiring process, and And higher for that fit, you'll that's be right. able to attract and you'll really be able to keep great people who work that's for right. you that's right. and 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 the thing is, you end up attracting
0: what works for you. and 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 isn't that what we all want? Because ultimately, if you don't, how long is it going to be before that honeymoon phase is over? Mm-hmm. And they're looking for the door. and once they start looking for the door, how are you, are you even getting anything? You know, is is that relationship is now broken? Right. They're not committed to the work. So you're not even getting a good work product from that person. That person's not
2: happy. I mean, what well, this? You know, breakups always <laughs> breakups suck, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, period. And, right? That so you know if you can
0: if you can put yourself in a place where that person is coming into your organization they want to be there based on the things that they have seen and felt and that it works for them. Yeah. You're going to have that person. For, I mean, look, obviously life, life experience happens, mm-hmm. but they're going to have that person. We have, I mean, I can't tell you, we've got so many people that have five, ten 10 years. Mm. That it's amazing. It is fantastic. You know, you know these people, you know, they their kids. Yeah. Uh, it's you very know, special. It, it, and and you know how to and you know how to work with one another and there is trust and they feel safe to speak i mean look the reality is what do they say you know four eyes see better than two and, and and four hands can do more than two right right and 10 hands can do more than you know six whatever right it is a team effort right and mm-hmm. and and that's the so the stronger the stronger that bond is and the more the, the, the more comfortable people are, the more success you're all going to have, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and I can see how it, how it's played out for you successfully. So look, Craig, before we wrap this, I'm going to let you look way out into the future. And, and these days, that's, uh, I'll just say two years. <laughs> so sure. one thing, two years out for, for you and for hiring in your company. Yep. One thing that Will still be the same and still remain true as it is today. One thing that will have changed.
0: Okay, tough question on the on the change. Look, what will remain true? the 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 way that we interview and hire for cultural fit will be, it will remain and it will okay. be the same. One thing that will change. You know, I'd like to say I'd like to say nothing. I mean
1: Or it could you know, be a change outside the company, one thing that may have changed in the world of work that you will adjust to or not adjust to.
0: You know, I think more than anything, again, is that is that is certainly going to be the the, the approach to you know working in, in geographically different locations. That is something that mm-hmm. I think we have not done, and that is something that probably we we are becoming more open to it, and I could see changing right. in the future. Where where we have we're right at present. I'm you know, I'm in our Houston headquarters. We have offices across the U.S., but we're not typically hiring for a role here in Houston and allowing that to be filled by someone that lives in Cleveland, Ohio. But I do think that that is something that will change. I do think that. I think that you know the the that this work from the, the work from home, the, the the hybrid work and the advancements in technology have really allowed for you to feel closer and having better communication through those things.
1: So we would certainly be open to different mm-hmm. ca- talent pools
0: in, in different locations where we have not been in the past.
1: I love it. I love it. And even in that. Everything that you do on culture will matter. So, look, Craig, I really appreciate you coming on, talking to me. I think everyone now in the workplace is dealing with these challenges, hiring, retaining, and uh, your focus on culture, your focus on making people feel heard. I think it's a powerful lesson. So thanks very much for sharing your story on the Inspire podcast.
0: Very welcome. Thank you for having me, Bart. Anytime. I really enjoyed it.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure. Hope you enjoyed my conversation today with craig taylor there is a major war for talent now and i think what craig's remarks show is it's not enough to just have a, a brand or a company or benefits you have to be intentional about communicating your why your values your story to connect with people and have them not only choose you but choose to stay with you so great story next time on the pod i welcome todd randall todd's a serial entrepreneur and what I had him on to talk about was delegation. This is something I'm very passionate about. And I think it's something that's really hard to do. And what Todd does is he deconstructs why delegation fails and how to do it properly. Uh, and, and he's really got a clear methodology around it. So valuable conversation, very practical, and I know you'll enjoy it. Until then, rate, review, and keep enjoying the Inspire podcast. Thanks a lot.